0: Today would be a great day to kind of dive into it. Um, Gary and I, we brainstormed a lot last week, and we basically wanted to just jump in. I know there's intros, and we'll figure out who each other are. I want you guys to know who we are, too. But the best way to kind of um, go into who we are is talk about what we went through. And that's why the name of the show is called Uptown Experience. So I think Gary and I talked about the premise of the show was going to be about the black cloud that surrounds all of us and the dark moments that chase us down. And sometimes we get to these encounters where we either decide to face them or we let them come up another day, you know? And I know at this table, everyone at this table has been through something. And sometimes there's things that we keep to ourselves. We kind of keep it muted or we do it through our work just because of things that we're like, quote unquote, hiding, we're ashamed of. But obviously this is a safe space for not just... Guys, right now it's, we have a bunch of strong men at this table who have families, friends who love us and love everything that we do and what we stand for. But this is more for everyone else out there. Like, this is for you. You know what I'm saying? So, for everyone who has felt some type of gratitude towards the work that Raddy's done with his podcast, finding work with the amazing artwork that Gary does with his music and helping you get through the moments, Darrell. Who puts out beautiful imagery and just images and emotions to kind of like get you through the day and then you know myself just showing you hurt you know like we always want to see what's good but people are scared to show the bad and this podcast is to expose all the bad experiences that we go through on a day-to-day basis but we talk about it and we are try to turn into a positive positive. This isn't going to be a negative podcast. This is not something that we talk about to just be sad and cry about. and But why this and Debbie Downers? No, we're going to figure out solutions as men and as women, whoever decide to, to join us. I'm going to come for you because it's good to get a female's perspective on all of this. Because the problem is and the things that we're looking for is that our guys aren't talking. Our guys are afraid. Our guys are sad. They're not talking. They're lashing out in other ways. It's because they're hurt. And it's because they don't want to talk, they don't want to express their emotions, their feelings, and it all comes from something. You know, I'm not saying cut him some slack. I'm not saying excuses, the reason why he's out all night, the reason why he's not with you, the reason why he's talking to his friends and not you, it's because he's going through something. You know what I'm saying? it's no excuse, but it's his job to figure it out. And the only way he can figure it out is facing it. I have friends, best friends, brothers, who I know on a day to day basis, they go through things. I don't talk to them about it. I can read it, I can feel it, but they're handling it the way they want to. And I hope in the future episodes that we have, we can get these friends on here and we can speak about it and talk about the issues that we face on a day to day basis because you're not alone, man. This is safe. You know, I, I know that I've been speaking a lot, but I had to kind of set the stage and show that I'm not afraid no more. I was terrified of speaking and about putting myself out there. That's why I use words to hide behind the keyboards, as I would say, to kind of tippy-toe around my emotions no more. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't help anybody. It doesn't help me. It doesn't help Raddy, Terrell, Gary, anybody. And I think the best way for all of us to learn from an experience is talk about it. And this is the part where I open up the stage and we just talk about him. Darrell, tell us about you. I mean, like I said, I, I, I we met... Psh, how many years ago now?
1: Two, three. That's it? It was like 2017, yeah.
0: It feels like forever.
1: It, yeah, it does. Jesus. Because we, we connected off the bat. Yeah. From the jump.
0: And like, we met at... So, I know Darrell from work. You know what I'm saying? Cool. And we worked very close with one another. And it wasn't even in regards to us working together. We realized that work is work, but at the end of the day, like we were people Mm -hmm. and we connected as parents. And I think seeing him and the way that he is with his daughter, Morgan, who's beautiful, so full of life. She's a dancer. We're gonna see Morgan's gonna be doing Morgan, shout out to you girl. Appreciate it. I hope you hear this. You know I love you. You my girl Um, she's going to be doing amazing things. She's a dancer. She's such a phenomenal person, and it's all a tribute to the work that Therrell does as a father. And I don't know. You know what? I'm going to say it to see how it stings, but as a single father.
2: Yeah. How...
0: And I set and I did it to kind of and these are, see these are things with like interviews aren't you supposed to like prep people for stuff like this? Yeah, yeah.
2: You usually like a, a list of you know things what? you can't ask. That's why I'm the one. You, work, you know, that's why I don't give a <laughs> not on, fuck. Not on this <laughs> I show.
0: You, you, you <laughs> not are, on this you show. You don't know this <laughs> shit. <show. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> that's why I don't give a fuck. No, I'm kidding. Not I'm, on this show. Obviously, there's you know certain things that I, I we just keep to ourselves, but I think. For you, and to give you a shout out as a person, as who you are, you do a phenomenal job raising your daughter. Um, I don't think I know I see what you do, I know what you do on a day to day basis juggling work, juggling you know, photography, everything she's doing. But yet, the fact that you're always with her, attending every dance recital, the fact that when she comes with you, she's attached to you, the girl knows her father yeah. like, that's how I want Layla to be, you know what I'm saying? Like. Layla's a mommy's girl. She's Papa, Nana, everybody else. Yeah. Logan's my guy. You know what I'm saying? But the way that your daughter loves you is strong. And that comes from something. And we're going to, that's what we're diving into. Yeah. It's not about Darrell the father, it's who Darrell is that created him to be this person. And Derell, I'll say this, and he'll probably explain a little bit more. Darrell's kind of complex. There's a lot of layers to this guy. I don't know. What's your sign? I'm a Virgo. Oh, yeah, Hey, you guys are we here. Oh, we oh here. sad, heard. Yeah, we out here. We out here. Okay, out here. okay. Out here. okay. Virgin. Virgin. y'all probably should have said birthday that's the, name <laughs> <of> the <episode. laughs>
3: when, When's your birthday? September 16th
1: What? For real? Yo, September that's
0: crazy. Let's go! Let's, go. Let's go. You see what I did You see how the Let's universe
1: go. aligns? Let's go.
0: Let's fucking go.
1: First of all, Virgos. Virgos. Everybody loves Virgos. That's I don't a know why everybody right fronts. But it's everybody funny. loves Virgos. I don't, if, I don't know if everybody loves Virgos. We might everybody be we might be the safest sign. Virgo, the what sign? The safest. I don't know. Like the
0: most. I'm just gonna say shout out to Tally. <laughs> my sister. She's a Virgo. That's all I'm gonna say.
1: Shout out to you, baby. Reason why I said everybody loves Virgos. We. I love
0: y'all.
1: Outside of our perfectionist minds, which we, I know for me, I know there's no such thing as perfect as perfection, but. We just have that like innate in us. So well, everything. we close to it, huh? Yeah. you <laughs> love.
0: The thing is, y'all love hard. You guys love. You guys are well. It, super
1: loyal. It takes us a while to. For me, it takes me a while to get to that point. Once but you once know, I get though, to that point, I'm I'm all in.
0: That's what I was saying. Like yeah. so, to my sister, I just brought up Natalia. I'm just gonna say your name because I don't care. I'm shouting you out. Yeah. She loves my brother very hard. You know what I'm saying? And it attributes to not even just who she is as a person, but to who he is to her. So the fact that I see that, I I'm, that's why I know everything about Virgos, because yeah. of her. Yeah. She's She is the Virgo. Mm. But now that's a woman's Virgo. Now I'm hearing it from two guys who were born on the same fucking... What? Same what did we do today? Crazy. I don't know. That's okay, we're going to name this the Virgo episode? Nah. <laughs> but you've
1: you, you seen it at work. Yeah. So you've seen the people that are like, I I take you under the wing because I I see something in you and I'm like really gonna go hard for you. Yeah. But when they don't meet me at the same point, I know. You see, I could literally cut it off and be cold. I know. <laughs> and people be like, "Yo, how do you, how do you juggle both sides? Like, how are you so cold, but then you like so loving at the same time?" It's like I don't know what it is, but it's just something about like I know when I'm um, I'm gonna give you, and if you can't give me that. I'm not wasting my time no more. But it hurts, and nobody knows that it hurts because I never show you. I never tell you it hurts. Mm. But it, it's like, damn, man, I really believed in you. I go home and say that shit like, I don't want to say a name, but I used to go home. I know home, who you talk about. I used to go home like, yo, I really believe in you. But it's like, all right, whatever. How do, how do you
0: manage that, though? Because like, I feel like for us, the opposite side is like, we're we're expressive, like Gary and myself. We're very expressive, but we may not be directly expressive, like Gary. You hurt my feelings sometimes, <laughs> maybe, but like the fact that you hold that pain and hurting, how does that affect you?
1: I get that doing? out through work. So, for for now, right now, it's photography. Um, taking pictures became therapy, which turned into a hobby, which is about to turn into like a profession now. Mm-hmm. So. I never express. I think between being a Virgo and the way I grew up in my household, we
0: don't say "I love you" at all, mm. Mm. at all, really. Yeah, is it that it's known that we love each other or? Yeah, it's I,
1: I, I say to my mom now on the regular. She still like has a hard time saying it, but I think that's just the way she was brought up. And then I always contribute. My father's situation being that era of men where you don't express yourself at that time so they don't mm. I I don't get mad at him I used to get I used to be mad at him but I, I understand it now like y'all were just never taught to express yourself but my mom her family is just like stone cold so like I say it and she has a hard time saying it to me because that's just not what she does mm. but I think that contributes into like you said about me and Morgan that turned me into like nah I'm gonna show her and tell her I love her. Because I wish I had that. Mm. You know what I mean? But it's just one of those things where you grow up with, you learn from being the middle child, was kind of a gift and a curse. Like, you're the one that you're never too old, never too young. But at the same time, it also made me become like grow up faster. Mm. Or figure out things on my own. Instead of like, depending on my parents or depending on my friends, but yeah, I grew up in a house where we just didn't, we don't, we don't say I love you.
2: So it's crazy that you that you mentioned that you're you're cognizant of that as far as like how you were raised and you don't want to raise your daughter the same way. Yeah. And then like I think about like my mom and she wasn't raised She was raised the same way where like she never heard that growing up, like she her father wasn't in her life, her mom passed away when she was young, she was raised by by her grandmother, yeah, and her grandmother was very difficult, but she made it up she made it her thing to make sure that her kids knew and not only through words but through actions yeah. that she loved her kids yeah so it's 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 funny like not funny but it's it's amazing hearing that like how we have the power to change generations, yeah like to to create new generational habits and and bestow certain things on our kids cuz now whenever it is that I have kids I'm going to do the same thing that my mom did for me. Yeah. You know, make sure that my kids know through words and through actions that their father loves them. Yeah. You know, cuz I didn't have that from my father's side. Like my father showed love through uh actions, like making like if I needed something financially, he would be there. You know, but like he would never in a million years tell me that he loved me or that same. he was proud of me or he he appreciated <coughs> me or anything like that. Like I would never hear these things from him. So, But I always heard that from my mom.
1: That's the same thing with my pops. His, we, I had animosity towards him mm-hmm. being the fact that he played basketball growing up. I played basketball growing up. And I think my pops came to like three of my games. Mm-hmm. And when I said I played mm-hmm. basketball, I played basketball from like. Seven to twenty-two, mm. and he's only been to three of my games. Mm. But his way of showing love was, I work sixty, seventy hours a week. I pay the bills. I pay the mortgage. Mm. I, I'm the reason why you playing basketball is because I'm, be, okay. I'm, I'm working hard to make sure you can play basketball. Yep. But to me, at that time, it was like, nah But I want you at my game. Yeah, we could we could understand yeah. it. we couldn't understand it. But having a kid and. Seeing the sacrifices that I have to make to be at her dance recitals or take her to dance rehearsal. I'm like, oh, I I forgive you. Because I, I get why you spent so much time working. But at the same time, I'm like, I don't want to spend that much time working. I want to make sure she feels it. So, like, she sees, oh, my daddy takes me to dance rehearsal. My daddy's at my dance recitals. My daddy tells me he loves me. My daddy picks me up from school, so like, I'm not mad at him no more. But I like at growing up or early twenties, you couldn't me and my brother. You couldn't tell us like, oh yeah, yeah, your pops is, was the man. His body, no, I didn't want to hear that. Can mm. you can
3: you describe to me your your household composition, growing up?
1: Uh, so it's my pops, my mom's. Um, Me and my older sister and my younger brother, but we also had an older sister who My pops had like 19 lived in Baltimore Mm. so Funny story my nephew is One years younger than me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh Yeah, that's that we we had that type of family dynamic So my nephew is literally one years younger than me. My other nephew is four years younger than me So we Mm. grew up together
4: Mm.
1: Got it In the summertime But um We I think We we had a I had a good I won't say I, I had a Bad life I had a good life it Wasn't the life you always I mean In retrospect you, you could always say It wasn't the life you wanted Right You wanted more But I had a good life Um The one thing I will say I When you was talking earlier I was the only Friend in my neighborhood Who had Both parents in the household Mm and I I knew that at like twelve, mm. hanging around everybody else and realizing what was going on. It's like wow, mm. yeah, it's my pops and my moms, and I realized I noticed it more when people wanted to come over to my house, to play video games or to play basketball in the backyard. It's like oh yeah, you want to come over because my pops. You like it's just it was something about it. It's like I don't know mm-hmm. what it was at that time, but it was just something like oh. You have a mom and your pops in your household. I hated that, yo.
0: Yeah. I hated that people say that. Oh, you got this two people in the house. That means your life is perfect.
1: And I people people get it now, but I used to always tell them like, yeah, this shit ain't so it ain't all cracked. <laughs> <up."> <laughs> it ain't all what you think it, it is. It's, it's nice to to wake up to your pops and your mom, but don't think it's like a white picket fence type situation. That shit is still a struggle. Yeah, yeah, but that that's. Yeah, that's my background. That's my backstory. Mm.
0: That, I didn't know. See, and the greatest thing about that, I didn't know any of that. Yeah,
1: that's those are one. Those are some of the things I. I kind of. It took me, which my daughter's eight. It took me about six years of being a father to actually admit that those things fucked with me.
0: Ooh, and that goes into the question yeah. of the show. Why? Like, why did you feel like you couldn't? Admit it. Like what?
1: I, I didn't. Uh, we we all men here, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Are we allowed at a young age? Were we allowed to like express our emotions? I wasn't. Right. Like yo, you fell like the generic thing. You fall, get 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 up, dust it off. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't have that. Khalil taught me though. Yeah.
0: And. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> at almost, at almost went on mad. I'm yo, it took a second.
0: For a second, for a second, like a babe, second. Like, for a second like, wait a minute. All right, Bealea, baby girl. I said, oh, his sister must have been. Push yourself up and try again. <laughs> but
4: like I, like I, like I said
1: about my mom. Like my mom being tough. My mom was the same way. Like yo, get up. You fell on your bike. Get up. Br- brush it off. Get back on the bike. Keep it moving. Mm. So hmm. I didn't. The curse of, like, oh, yeah, me and my daughter's mom are not together. Shout out to her because she does hold it down. So I don't want to disrespect that in any way. I don't want her to sound like I'm disrespecting anyway in any way. But she broke me down to the point where I finally started to admit or see the shit that was affecting me. Mm. Before then, it was like, nah, I'm good. I'm I'm straight you know, whatever. I'm feeling sad. I'm going to go out and have some drinks with some friends and forget about it the next day. Mm. But now it's like, nah, that shit fucked me up.
0: So similar to Gary's story because I remember last year, two years ago, we went through those moments where we'd speak. Yeah. And like, it would be indirect conversations and it'd be like, yo, let's go drink or let's this, this, that. And like, I could could beat my liquor in Jamaica. That's a turn. Like, people beating the liquor down, like, drinking heavy. Yeah. Like, when you see someone like, they drink it and they consume it Not and I'm not saying he's no type of alcoholic but it's like when you drink it in a way where it's like I needed you like I needed this it's like they trying to escape from something you yeah. know what I mean and obviously now in hindsight seeing it that you know we have to go through these inhibitions and these things to kind of like get away from reality and life that's as ethnic men you know what I'm saying like afro-latinos african-americans whatever like that's why they always say the weed is our friend type of thing and it's like i don't smoke weed you know what i'm saying like i i i don't smoke weed or anything but you know what i'm saying like it's like finding something to escape for a little bit but then in reality it's like we still got to come back to it you know what i'm saying
2: and it's like what's worse the pain of the
0: hangover I mean, it depends on how you look at it. Depends, yeah, show about
1: your perspective. Yeah. That hangover was great. The pain <laughs> was worse for me. <laughs> the pain was definitely worse because ideally, I don't, growing up with both parents, I don't want to have a fucking single f- family household. We mm-hmm. talked about that yeah, too. Yeah, that shit, whack. That shit is terrible, but it is what it is. You got to, like, live, go with, Roll with the punches, you know, I mean, you made your bed, you lay in it, keep mm. it moving, and make the best of it. But I used to fight that. That was another thing. So, fighting my past and the way I grew up, then fighting the actual situation that I was in and be, trying to be a father, I was fucked up, but would never tell anybody. Mm. I was fucked up because I was oh, I'm good. I'm going to like these DJs and buy some new clothes and mm. hang out go on vacation and nobody will know. Make it look, look it. Yeah, mm. make it look good. Yeah, make it look
3: good. I could fake it. How old were you when you had your, fur,
1: your, your child? Uh, 26. Morgan. Just turned 26. Got it. Yeah, yeah.
0: Mm. Yeah, she
1: about to be 9 this year. Damn.
0: Damn. Shout yeah. out to Morgan. She's God. about to hit 10 nah, next year. Don't rush that, bro. <laughs> <'Cause> she, <laughs> already t- she, she
1: already I, thinks she's a five years left. She already thinks she's a teenager. I'm good.
0: I got five
1: years left. Yeah, yeah. We, so, like, I'm in a good space now because she's old enough to where I could call her myself. She mm-hmm. has a phone. I paid a phone bill. So, I could call her myself. I could text her myself. But it was hard when that, when we hated each other, me and her mom. And I had to call her to talk to my, my daughter. Of course. I can do that shit. Like, ah, fuck. I don't want to talk to you right now. Yeah. So, like, uh, whatever. I'll probably miss that conversation for, like, a, two, two Cause days, it's a relationship days. in the middle yeah, yeah. but okay. now it's like we good to be honest we good but it's even better because like i don't gotta talk to you or you're not feeling me right now doesn't matter whatever i'm gonna text her myself so like i'm gonna text her and she responds or i'm gonna call i'm yeah. a facetimer and she be and like we talk our, ourselves
3: so, so to clarify right so like you're not a single parent You're a single person That is co-parenting Yeah we, co-
1: we co-parenting that's, single, that's ill Single person Who's co-parenting uh, Ideally wouldn't want that Of course
3: That's not a, the ideal scenario I think for any of us Right yeah. But I think As a child What you see is Both of my parents Are there for me And care yeah. for me
1: Oh she And she 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 lessened My daughter Is very She speaks up About mm-hmm. what she wants Hmm. so she she'll tell us like nah I don't want this got it daddy when are you gonna spend the night No, nah, I'm not spending the night
3: of course that's a, <laughs> that's the gray area ma. <laughs> I'm not spending the night yeah
2: oh, what, what changed between you and your child's mother uh to, to help y'all get to that place
1: me being honest about yeah. where I was at the time when we actually got together me being able to say like so what started to snowball was that I cheated Mm. we got past I thought we got past it she said we got past it but she never got over it so that shit just turned into more arguments more fights whatever so we finally got to that point but me being honest with her recently and telling her like yo it wasn't you I just wasn't in the space to be the man you needed me to be right and telling her like it doesn't matter what the fuck you did or what you said. I was going to do what the fuck I did. Mm-hmm. Like, I knew who the fuck I was at that time. And I used to tell her, mm-hmm. like, I don't want a relationship. Nah, I could be the guy for you. I could be the woman for you. It's like, nah, I don't want a relationship. Because I know I'm 25. I'm fucking with it. Like, I said how me and my moms don't. We never said we love each other. But me and my moms talk about everything yeah. outside of that.
0: Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. So, when <clears> it came to outside. Being connected with people outside of the household, I always connected to females first, mm-hmm. and I still connect to females first. Yeah, mm-hmm. to where that kind of became a conflict in because you
0: seem like a flirt.
1: Oh, she. Oh, you you a my, flirt? My you all mom, you you all you want to do is talk to girls. In that relationship, my daughter's mom thought I was fucking every girl that I knew, and it was just I was like, yo, I just between. My mom and my older sister, I grew up having conversations with girls. Yeah. I know how to connect with girls. Yeah. It's just a natural thing. And it's some, it. if you look at it from the outside looking in, I could be like, yeah, you're right. It does look like I'm flirting. But it's just like, yo, know, literally, I'm just, hey, how you doing? Connecting. Let's just have a good
2: time. Like, yeah. I'm not trying to sleep with you. Yeah. It's, it's funny too, because. I guess part of the reason why we having this conversation is because I felt like we all didn't grow up in an environment where men just spoke to each other mm-hmm. no. about specific things. <clears throat> yeah. Yep. So, um, like, for me in my household, it was, again, it was like my stepfather was there, but I didn't have the best relationship with him growing up. Like, my father and my mom separated when I was, like, three. So, again, I was raised in a household pretty much full of women. Like, it was my mom, her sister, my aunt, um, all of her female cousins. Like, they were just always in and out of the house. So, for me, it was the same thing. Like, two of my best friends are females. Yeah. You know, so, like, it's easier for me to just connect with a female and have conversations about certain things. And maybe it's because it's good to get perspective from another female, Mm -hmm. like, from a female about specific things. Yeah. But... I guess this is why, like, these conversations are important, right? Because it's needed. Like, it's it's needed for, for a guy to be able to speak to another guy about these things. Like, it's important to, like, strip the ego and, and have these conversations. Be able to have these conversations. You know, because, you know, in the future, if I have a son, like, I want my son to be able to talk to me about anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't want him to feel like he has to run to his mom or his sister or, you know, like... Go to your father, like have this conversation with your dad. Yeah. Like I didn't have that growing up. Mm. Like I didn't have any mentors growing up. Like anytime I needed advice on something, like I'd go listen to Jay Z. Yeah, mm. that was that was my my uncle growing. Uncle up. Uncle Jay. You know, like <clears throat> Or the all the dope the dope boy on the block. Nah, I man. Yeah, yeah, and you learn you learn things from from other. I, I was big on that too. Like I used yeah. to learn a lot from other people's experiences. Yeah. Like, oh, like, and, and understanding that my experience would be different, but if I can pick up one or two things from what someone else was going through to help me kind of make my own decisions, then I would, I would pick up on those things, hmm. you know, like I'd, I'd be learning, I'd be watching things. I was like a wall, a, a, a fly on the wall. Hmm. Like I would always listen to conversations and just hear how people would react and speak about specific things, Same. you know? So, um, Yeah.
1: Wow, yeah. that's... I think, hold on, we, we didn't touch on your
3: relationship with your parents. Oh yeah, how uh, was that? Yeah, for sure, so I am an immigrant, so I was born in Dominican Republic. DR, baby! <laughs> <laughs> so my mom came over here and when we were, no, my mom left me in Dominican Republic to come here when I was like five, mm. because she needed to come for my sister's healthcare. So my mm. sister that I mentioned earlier, yeah. she came for her her healthcare. After getting situated here, first my mom and my sister slept in people's couches and bedrooms and one bed, all that. And once my mom was like financially stable enough to like get herself an apartment, she brought me here from DR. And that took like a year and a half from them being here. So I came here when I was like seven and then it was me, my mom, and my sister. So my dad stayed in the Dominican Republic. He still lives there to this day. So my household composition was me, my mom, and my sister. That, that's kind of where that came from. Yeah.
4: Mm. Yeah. Um,
3: mm. So a lot of my a lot of my influences also came from music. Mm. That was kind of where I gravitated towards to to relate to a parent household or to understand that I wasn't alone. Mm-hmm. Like fam, like. Like, not having the perfect household, whether you have two parents or not, you are still not alone. Mm -hmm. Like, there are people that are super wealthy with both parents, maids, nannies, the whole shebang, (coughs) a whole crew, and are still not happy. Mm -hmm. The bigger the
0: house, that's what they say, the bigger the house, the lonelier the space. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Hmm. I don't care how big your fucking house is, if you're on one end of the house, someone's on the other end, you know how lonely that is?
3: Absolutely. Absolutely. So- yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah, no, I'm so so all that so all that to me meant that I was able to understand at an early age that no ma one, uh my parent like my mom specifically was doing a shitload of sacrifices. Mm-hmm. So I had to like embrace that. And then two, that no matter your household makeup, there's still an opportunity to be lonely or to be sad or whatever. So I found whatever made sense to me. At that point, it was music. I, at a later point, was looking to people either from afar that were mentors or making actual relationships that, with people that were older from, from me and saying, yo, fam, like, I, I like the way you're moving through life. Let me gravitate towards that.
0: You said music. Like, What, is, what was something that you gravitated towards that like kind of, I, I won't say shaped your world, but that you be like, yo, like, hmm, this is something I'm rocking to.
3: I like a lot of music, rock, rap, that express some version of sadness. Linkin Park. Linkin Park. We, I mean, we've known each other through Joe Biden, but like, honestly, it's a running joke, but it's honestly some real shit. It's like, people that can express their version of pain, there's comfort in knowing that there's other pain in the world. Mm -hmm, So for me, it's less about what specifics, right? Because like, someone's, an artist pain may be like, yo, I'm a drug addict. That's not my situation, but mm-hmm. like, shit, if you made it through that, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. we'll be alright. Yeah.
0: Yo, we can go through his whole discography right now. Huh? Yo, today I listened to Thousand Faces and like, granted, that's one of his later out, like, later, like, songs, but to me, that song is so prominent because it's like, the fuck? Like, it's true. Mm-hmm. We live in a world where like, a lot of our friends and people, they don't know who they want to be today. You know what I'm saying? Like, we all put on different faces. Same thing about clothes on a mannequin. You know what I'm saying? Like, the same song. We don't know who we want to be today, who we want to be tomorrow, who we're trying to impress this day, this day, this rather Like, yo, be yourself. But the problem is, and the big question that we're going to try to figure out, hopefully, at the end of this podcast, which will be never, can we not end in, <laughs> is going to be, who are we? Like, your Instagram name is, who is Gary G? Gary B. Gary, S A G. a G. Wow. That's great. You're supposed we, to be my mans. We got to cut that. But <laughs> <laughs> we're not going to cut that because, oops, that's the wine talking. I'm sorry. But, yeah, who is Gary B., you know what I'm saying? Should I ask
2: myself that every day?
0: Right there. See, that's a real live question because when we see tag, we see Instagram names and people put these names out, right, for everyone to see, and it's like it's a name. This, that's their show name no matter what. Like it's a show name. like that's what our name is not saying we're putting on a show but it's like Gary's name is who is Gary B because to him it's that yes no one knows who he is and they're gonna figure it out who he is through his music through his photos through everything else but he's still figuring out who he is now by P-pop be pop wow I'm really butchering my friend's name I should (laughs) shut the fuck up now but bro
3: I'm not gonna mess yours up because it's your name. No, you be, I'm my real name, my rap shit. Nah, <laughs>
0: like, by Peacock. Like, that is like your trademark to your life. Yeah, That's your yeah. testimony, you know what I'm saying? So, like, you're still formulating your life through your images. Yeah. Wow, I'm so good with this shit, man. My words is just <sighs> fucking great. Fire. <laughs> And he, I'm,
1: he butchers our names, but... He butchers like, it, but then... But I make like, it up. But, but you're like, well, my up. shit is dialogue, <laughs> though so it do not even matter. Yo, I should have
0: been a poet in my past life. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so Modern day poet. Yeah,
3: roses are red. You got it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Roses <laughs> are red, roses
0: are blue. What?
1: But I think every every day is a new struggle, a new question. Of course. Yes. So, like, you never... I don't feel like we ever going to figure out who we are because we... We shouldn't figure out who we are because every day you're supposed to, you're growing. Hmm. Every day is a is a new day. Every person you meet is a new is a new challenge, a new obstacle to go through. So you should never figure out who you are. The hard part is like being comfortable to say, "Hey, I am. This is who I am, and
0: I'm not
2: perfect. Take it or leave it."
0: So, go ahead. I'm sorry. You're gonna I, say
2: something. I think. To, to speak off of that point. I think I think it's important for us to find out who we are. Yeah. But I think we find who we are when we figure out why we're here. What's your what's your ultimate purpose? Yeah. Yeah. I think I think they I think it correlates. I think once you figure out what your purpose is, you figure out who you are or yeah. who you're meant to be. Yeah. Do you know what that is, Gary? No. Okay.
0: I think we mm-hmm. all know it. And I think the the empath in me is speaking now.
1: You know what I mean do like we, do we all know it or we know what
3: we should be doing? So I took it Travis, what's your so, purpose?
0: So I'll say this. My purpose is my words getting out to people to help them realize that life is not what you make it, but you have to go through shit in order to make life better. Hmm. Like my purpose is to share my pain, my struggle my everything, and not be scared of the mic. You know what I'm saying? Like, that is something that I was fearful for three, four years now. Like, this podcast should have been here. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? This should have happened, but it happened when it was supposed to happen. And the reason why it didn't happen is because I was scared, man. Like, then I see all these podcasts happening left and right. And then, I won't lie to you, when Jay-Z came out with 444, I was so upset because I'm like, yo, this is what the fuck I've been trying to talk about forever. Yeah. You know, the same things that people posted about and showed about and was like, oh my God, this is so right. I'm like, yo, I was talking about this shit. But it's because it's Jay-Z, it sounds right. You know what I'm saying? Who the fuck does it matter coming from me? You know? And all I want literally in life is for everyone to just be happy. But what does that mean? You know what I'm saying? And to answer your question, to articulate it, my form of happiness is what saved me to be on this earth, is helping people understand that Life is gonna be shit, but you have to go through the shit to figure out what you're built with. You know what I'm saying? Like today, the fact that we're sitting here at this table recording these episodes and doing what we're doing, that is us making a greater step to life's purpose. Mm -hmm. Because there's someone out there is gonna listen to this shit and it's gonna help them in some type of way. They may not be able to figure it out answer, but when we pose those questions like, hey, what do you want to talk about next week? Like what's your feedback on the episode that we have? Like what are your questions? Someone hopefully will ask that question like, I don't know how to do X, Y, and Z. My life purpose is to be a life coach. That's what I want to do in my life. Like, I want to be the person to help you. But then again, who am I to coach someone through life? Guess what? The easiest question and answer is we're going through it together.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Life coaches aren't people who have life figured out. Life coaches is who people who have figured out their lives in a way that they can sustain a certain type of lifestyle that they can help someone else get through my version of a life coach and just some type of like a personal assistant quote unquote is just helping to be the friend that everyone wished they had growing up. Because for me, I never had that friend or that person that was next to me. I never had that brother and sister relationship where I had someone to talk to until later in life. I didn't realize that my brother and sisters are my friends. Like, y'all my brothers. You know what I'm saying? Like, the fact that we're sitting the this conversation at the table with things I could never have. If I did this by myself like I did last week, I'd be, uh, and um, and this. And it's, you know what I'm saying? It's all nervousness. But the reason why this is flowing so naturally is because I'm comfortable. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I'm able to be myself and to speak and show my best self to, my, to the people who matter most. You know what I'm saying? And I think for those who are listening, I would hope that they would get that same type of reaction. And then take action to say hey all right wow like they put out some really dope shit like what do i have to do to myself to better my next step like what actions can i take in myself my life to to maybe figure out who i am or to better what's going on like it's 2020 man it's a new decade it's a new not even just a new year it's literally a whole new decade like we starting things fresh and i think january is a perfect time for us to just really start over like if you fucked up in the 90s 2000s, the 10s, fix it now. You know what I'm saying? like We've all fucked up in life. We've all made really bad mistakes, no matter how great or bad or less it is, but this is a time where we can take to just build off those mistakes and start over. Like It's not about asking for forgiveness at all. It's just doing it. Fuck it. Just do it. Know what I mean? Just, Just fucking do it, and people will realize what you made up afterwards. Because I could sit here and, like, the other day I posted a picture and I said, oh, podcast coming, coming soon. Darrell hit me up like, yo, when's it coming? What's going on? So I put something out. Me and Gary met. I hit up Raddy. Raddy hit me up like, yo, what's going on? That's a purpose. that's that's a, There's a reason why this is happening right now. is because it's not about me caring about this. It's just that there are other people here who realize that, yo, people need this shit. You know what I'm saying? like That's why I said what makes... Us different from everyone else, no one's talking about this shit at all. These are things that people don't even discuss to themselves in the shower. In the shower, they just think about smelling good, going to bed, or doing X, Y, and Z. In the shower, I'm listening to Oprah Soul, like Super Soul Sun, whatever conversations, and I'm trying to figure out, wow, why did that person go through what they went through? We even spoke about this last week, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? And like, it's okay to try to reinvent yourself every day. But if you're doing it with the purpose to try to like better yourself and make yourself better, it's all worth it. Mm-hmm. It's all worth it. It doesn't matter what today is, tomorrow. It doesn't matter if you was a fucked up friend yesterday. You can fix that shit today. It's all about ego. Mm-hmm. Let that shit go. I have no problem letting my ego go. I have no problem say, hey, I was a terrible fucking friend. Hey, I was terrible. But there's sometimes you just gotta know like, yo, some shit don't gotta be spoken for. You just gotta do. And I think that is—it's all. That's the call to action for this episode and for everything is just take note of what's going on in your life and see what you need to fix now. The simplest fucking shit. I'm unhappy because blank. I'm struggling in life because of blank. I buy too much Starbucks. Stop buying fucking Starbucks. Make coffee at home. Go buy a Keurig. The money you spend buying a Keurig, you save yourself so much fucking money. Buy a fucking cup of Amazon. You save yourself so much fucking money. I'm in debt because of blank. Stop being out. When you go out with your friends. Or, how about this? Try not going out. Try a weekend where you just stay home. And maybe do what we're doing now. Where the past, what, couple weekends, I've been chilling in the crib with y'all. You know what I'm saying? Like, we haven't gone nowhere. Darrell, you was sleeping on my couch the other day. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, we was we was here getting lit. You know what I mean? And then, righty, guy, we literally was just hanging out this weekend watching a fight. Mm-hmm. Yes, whatever. We we spend money buying pizza. So what? That's way better than fucking spending money on bottles. For what? Who the fuck are we impressing? Mm -hmm. We impressing nobody. Mm
4: -hmm.
0: Like, all we can do is be our best selves by just taking a moment and just stopping and just realizing, hey, the fact that we're able to wake up tomorrow, the next day, we can do something new. That doesn't mean tomorrow's coming, but the fact that you have an intention to be better tomorrow that is everything right there. People are so s- stuck on, I'm going to just go to bed, yo, fuck it. I'm going to just deal with this shit tomorrow. Fuck tomorrow, man. Tomorrow does not exist. You know, Ratty, of all people, tomorrow does not happen like that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So the fact that we made a goal today, we say, yo, January 22nd, we're going to sit, it's 22nd, right? Yeah, January 22nd, we're going to sit here, we're going to record this podcast. It's happening. You know what I'm saying? Like it's happening, it's here, and it's gonna be out there because it needs to happen for a reason. And everyone in this room is here because we all care to make it happen. It's gonna fucking happen.
1: What's, so you spoke about your purpose. What's, what's your purpose? Yeah, my purpose. I
0: don't, is I don't way know. Too I don't know
2: what the purpose is.
0: Your purpose is to make fucking great music, baby.
2: I, I will say, I will say that I feel like we're all here to help not necessarily just like ourselves yeah but just paying whatever it is forward so like travis is big on on you know writing words and then this platform to to help the listener you know go through uh help go through whatever it is that they're going through help them out in that situation like ratty does a lot of amazing things you know um to like get back not only like with his podcast but like within his community like he gives back Like you might be Giving back Through your photography Someone could be Looking at one of your Pictures and be like Oh shit Like it brings Some sort of emotion To them to make them Feel good about Whatever it is That they're feeling Yeah So I will say I'm, I'm cognizant of that Like I'm, I'm, I'm aware that um, I feel like we're all here To just help each other In some way It's just I haven't figured out How I'm gonna do it Yeah hmm. You know like I know There's moments where like had a friend who who texted me and said like yo um one of my homies just passed like i need a playlist i need something that's just gonna help me cope with like i need to listen to like the bone thugs and the tupacs and and all these artists that have um like evoked similar emotions to what he's experiencing yeah and i was just like all right just give me 10 minutes boom put everything together, sent it to him. An hour and a half, two hours later, he and back. He was like, yo, thank you. I needed that. Exactly. So like that, that, that made me feel good. Yeah. You know, like that, I, that someone reached out to me and in their moment of need, like I was able to like put something together to make them feel, if only for the moment, but make them feel a little better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but I don't, I, I still don't know if that's my thing. Like I, I I don't know if that's what I'm meant to do. You know what I'm saying? Like I haven't figured that part out. Yeah. So
0: But I'll say this, how many people have reached out to you because you put out great fucking playlists in the past? It's been a few. A few lot.
2: Yeah, a few. A few people have, have told me that they like my playlist. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know I don't know if that's really helping anyone. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it's just
0: bruh, when I went jogging the other day well, not the other day, that was a lot of minutes. I was the other day Like last year Yeah I was listening to your playlist And it kept me moving I forgot which one it was, I was I'll, I'll look it up in a second But it kept me moving I was just like Going I was like don't stop He said don't stop I'm like I'm fucking stop
3: No <laughs> So wait So Darrell do you have yours? What's your purpose? I was about to ask you that too I know um, Cause you're trying to deflect He's trying to deflect <laughs> Everybody Now like, nah, We're gonna put him on the spot I know So
1: I, I So I always feel like Our purpose Everybody's purpose Is to serve Mm -hmm. To serve others. Mm -hmm. And it's not about yourself. Mm -hmm. right? And right now, I feel like photography, as much as it excites me, every photo I take and every photo that I post, it excites the person who looks at it to make them want to do or chase their dream. Mm -hmm. And that's the whole purpose. For me, that's the whole purpose behind it. Like, yo, look at me self-taught photographer who's like going hard at this you could do it too Mm -hmm. and that's like my purpose like all right if i could do it you could do it and hopefully when you see my work you're excited or it evokes this emotion in in you Mm -hmm. and actually speaking my home girl i i printed out some photos for her and she's just like yo this shit is so amazing i can't wait to put these on my wall And it's like, yeah, that's the feeling I want because it put her in the space of, like, excitement. And, like, damn, you did that? Man, I'm excited for you. I want to go after what I dream about. Hmm. So that's my... For me, it's like, if I'm doing something that pushes people to go after their dreams, then I'm serving, I'm doing a good
3: job. Got it. And I know I met you today, but, like, one of the things you mentioned to me that felt, like, really strong to you or... You said church plays a big role in your life. Yeah, for sure. How does that impact kind of what you go after as your calling? Um, How does that impact me? Mm.
1: It keeps me, I would say it keeps me grounded. Okay. It keeps me, so I am spiritual, not religious. Okay. And when I say that, I'm not big on the, oh, I'm, I'm Baptist, I'm a Christian, I'm... Pentecostal, um, this Mm -hmm. and that. It's like, you know, I have a personal relationship with God. Like, we talk every day. I pray every day. We have... I live with the mindset of, like, yo, I'm spirit-led instead of flesh-led. And Mm -hmm. when I say that, because I used to always be about doing what I wanted to do. And now it's like, nah, I'm going to do what I believe you're telling me to do to help somebody else even though a lot of times it doesn't help me Hmm. but I'm still do it whatever so like it keeps me grounded but at the same time like you said when you Gary was saying like you do something for somebody else and that feeling of how they feel good with the work you put out for them makes you feel good later on Mm. it's like I don't get any better feeling than that with Mm. anything else I do Outside of, like, being a father.
4: Mm. That's
1: so, mm. that's... I felt that. If mm. that answers your question, it, I think it definitely does. Yeah. I felt that.
0: That's dope. Ready? What's your
3: thoughts? What's, you, what's, what's your you, what's purpose? What's
0: your purpose, baby?
1: He tried to deflect the no, question.
3: <laughs> <think just like laughs> right no, I think just like Darrell mentioned, I think... our No, I think our purpose is all pretty aligned, right? I think our purpose is all, like Darrell said, to serve in some way. I feel like I've always felt like the meaning of all this is to make life easier for those coming after us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So for me specifically, that that takes place in helping, I think the, the correct term today is inner city youth <laughs> um, achieve kind of their hopes and dreams, and that to me has taken place in so many forms through one work, to my volunteering, And three, just my personal kind of the things that I gravitate towards connecting with youth and people that I feel like can use some of the guidance that I would have appreciated when I was younger. So I think my purpose is ultimately to help people in those circumstances and much rougher circumstances, right? Because at the end of the day, I had a very functional, very invested, hardworking parent Mm -hmm. who was a wonderful mom and that lived with me right like a lot of people may not even have that right mm-hmm. and me having an apartment like that a lot of people may not have that and i'm sure my mom and dad didn't live together That doesn't mean my dad didn't fuck with me he just mm-hmm. didn't live in the country mm-hmm. <laughs> like yeah so he messed with me he just wasn't in the country and mm-hmm. like he had different means and different economic circumstances that made it so that he couldn't be next to me every time so like I understand all that in a capsule, and understand like, yo, all of these are privileges that I had. How do I help others that either had that same level of privilege or less, and have circumstances that are really presenting obstacles for them to achieve their purpose? So I just wanna help them do that, that's all. However that takes place in my life. Yeah.
1: So I do believe We all go through every experience that we go through because it's supposed to help. We're supposed to go through it so we can help somebody else. Mm -hmm. Like you said, coming behind us, go through it. So, like, the person who grows up with the single parent household is you're supposed to go through that experience and learn from it so you can help the person behind you. Or the father who is absent or whatever it is. The, the heartbreak from a relationship you're supposed to take that in and like I right, there's somebody else behind me he's about to go through the same thing but I'm, I'm, I am I'm went through it so I can help them get through it too absolutely mm-hmm. and that takes a lot cause that naturally we're all selfish
3: yeah bef- I mean before. you have to embrace <laughs> that pain right yeah I think the the wonderful poet J. J. Cole said uh, you know it's beauty in the struggle Yes and I think this' a just, and the success, I'm
1: glad you brought
3: up oh my God. yeah, it's Jermaine, man,, yeah, it's so Jermaine I think Cole. it's it's true story, right, like this, and like I said earlier, like like if I believe that everything happens for a reason, I can't abandon it when it doesn't fit my narrative, yeah, mm-hmm. so like, if there's beauty in the struggle, I need to embrace the struggle in the moment and say all yeah, right cool, this is what we're supposed to learn, yeah, let's make sure the next person that goes through it just has an easier time mm-hmm. going through the shit, yeah. <laughs> and That's that all.
0: is literally why this podcast exists because there's a beauty in the struggle that we're talking about right now mm-hmm. the experiences that we're going through right now someone else is going through it right now they're not talking about it mm-hmm. they're just living it they're hurting you know what I'm saying to your point about people being selfish they keep those experiences to themselves and they like let, they let that eat themselves up like oh, I'm so angry about what life is bringing towards me but I'm just gonna take anger at life again yeah. and it's like no you got somebody else that's gonna look after you you know what I'm saying
1: let me let me reword that no no wait, don't though no, but don't though because wait, wait, because as us as guys is I feel like the men after us the teenagers now the kids we 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 raised growing up will be different but we weren't taught to express to be ourselves mm-hmm. we weren't taught to like yo how do you how do you fail? Yeah. So like we're fighting this without any blueprint. Mhm. So hopefully that next kid has the blueprint like yo this is how you get through it. Yeah. Don't don't so, d- like, don't
2: drink and fuck through the pain like your Yeah. Dad. Yeah. So, you know?
1: so like I can't knock the person. I told you that. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I can't I can't knock anybody that's our age that's like not there you go. No, you need that in the back. You, yeah, you, yeah. yeah. you, <laughs> you definitely do. You see? You see?
0: I was going to stop that, but that kid, man. I,
1: I can't knock anybody our age that's like not expressing it, because like, yo, you wasn't. If you was, if I wasn't taught to express it, I know you wasn't taught to express it. Oh yeah, no, I wasn't. So like, yeah, you're selfish, but you're selfish because that's what you was taught to be. Mm-hmm. You was taught to be like, hold that shit in. Men don't
2: men don't cry men don't tell people he's hurt but it but it's interesting though because i feel like the generations before us kind of went through the same thing and the generations before them went through the same thing so it's like what what makes us different yeah like what what where did the change come from during our our time visibility it wasn't as broadcasted yeah Mm. i was gonna say social media like i feel
3: like As you two were talking, Gary and Darrell, I feel like that's the first time I realized, I remember, and I know we've said this 70 times, but like Jay-Z, listening to him talking about 444 and how that album came together through conversations with his peers Mm -hmm. and like him learning about his friends' upbringings and their lives just through conversations that were just happening. Like I feel like a lot of that's happening here, right? Like I think the more that we talk, and the more that we just let this run, like we're just peeling back more layers than mm-hmm. we would have never known, right? Like, I've never met the real a day in my life. Same. But, like, now we're having, like, real conversations, probably deeper than some of the shit that I've had with, like, people that I've known for 20 years. Yep. Yeah. It's like, yo, let's talk about our upbringing, bro. Yeah. Let's reflect on that. Let's talk yeah. about that. And, like, yeah. that's some real stuff.
1: Crazy yeah. thing. He said He said that in one interviews. Yeah. that he found out stuff. We yeah. all know Tata is, like, yeah. one of his best friends. Yep. Yeah. He's like, After recording and having conversations with everybody, I found out things about Tata that I never knew. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I knew Tata for 20 plus years. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it's what, like, like you said, what, where does that moment start to where we all get together and we just start peeling back the layers? Yeah, like who's who initiates it and who's comfortable enough to, like, all right, yo, I went through that too. Or, this is how I grew up. Blah, 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 blah,
2: blah. Starts with Travis. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. <laughs> that's, that's the glue, bro. Yeah. And I think we also have the resources, too. Mm-hmm. Like, I think. So, like, my father, he. I he, beat he, up. he huh. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't. Huh? He didn't grow up um, with his father, and, and his mother passed away giving birth to him. Yeah. Um, so, like, he wasn't. He was raised in a household where it's like, all right, yo, you got to go to school, you got to work, and then just figure it out from there, just grind. Yeah. But, like, when he had a child, like, he didn't... All he knew was, like, yo, I'm just going to make sure he has food in the fridge, and he has a roof over his head, and he has clothes on his back, and yeah. that's that. But it's like, that's where that stopped. Yeah. You know, so... I think also, like, you mentioned, like, the... Visi- like, you guys mentioned the visibility in the social media. Um, like it's interesting to me. Like, it's interesting to me that we see Jay-Z, one of the mega stars of this planet, having vulnerable conversations, um, with, with a lot of his peers. Yeah. And how that stems from him, like creating an album where it's like, that's his therapy. Mm. Like the first song is called kill Jay-Z, which is he's stripping down his ego and he's, yo, let's get to Sean Carter. Yeah you know so um, I just I I find that very interesting that we're living in a generation now where like people our age are kind of like trying to peel back those layers and figure out why specific things happen why they continue to happen and how to make them stop or if they're great things how to make them grow so you can pass them down to the next generation Um, and I've always thought that it was interesting why it didn't happen to the generation before us
3: Yeah.
2: Um, so
3: they had a mannequin. Em <laughs> <laughs> <I> could never, <laughs> right?
4: <laughs> um,
1: and that 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 could be that's deep, cause even we think about the '80s and the crack era. The how many house how many homes grew up without a father in the household? My pops grew up with his stepfather,
4: hmm.
1: where it's like yeah. I mean, I'm married to your mom, but you
2: ain't my child. I grew yeah. up in the same, same circumstance. Yeah.
1: So it's like...
2: And, it, but, and it's funny because the first person actually, like, that I was able to have those real and genuine conversations with, like, the first man that I was able to have those type of conversations with was my stepfather. Um, yeah. Like, I remember me um, being 20, 21, and just... We were in his house in Florida... And we were in the backyard just drinking, playing dominoes, whatever, having one of those nights. And, like, everyone fell asleep. Like, my siblings fell asleep. My mom went to sleep. And it was just us two. And I was like, yo, you going to sleep? He's like, nah, I'm going to keep drinking. So I was like, all right, so I'll join you. Let's talk. And, like, that conversation, like, I learned things from him that I never knew. And I was able to... In that, I was able to speak about my own things, and I kind of, kind of, you know, broke down that barrier of saying like, "Yo, this is my stepfather," yeah. like he sees me in a different. I'm his son, you know, and we were able to have those conversations, and I was just like, "Wow!" Like, like thinking back on it now, like that's that's probably like one of the most important conversations that I've ever had in life, yeah. Cause at that moment, like I was transitioning and trying to figure out how to peel back those layers too. And I didn't know who to turn to, to have that conversation. And for that conversation to happen so naturally, like that shit was an amazing feeling, you know? So that's why I'm always saying like, it's kind of interesting to see how we're the generation that's kind of pushing that forward, you know, and how the generation before us I'm pretty sure maybe they felt the same way, but just they didn't have the resources, the resources to do it. The outlets. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So. Weird, weird shit, just a week ago, my pops told my best friend he's proud of me.
4: He
2: but he sti- ain't tell you. He still still ain't tell hasn't it to told you.
1: Me, but it's like, wow. Okay, I get it. I appreciate it, but I still, as a, there's still that twelve year old, thirteen year, fourteen year old boy. It's like. Now, I want you to tell me.
2: Yeah.
3: Because that's how you receive information, yeah. right? But maybe like, the way that he on, gives man. information, though, is like, I want to tell someone that I know will relay the message. Yeah. But I, I can't physically tell can't him because physi- right? yeah. this is how I communicate. Yeah.
0: you want to see Yeah.
1: We go, yeah. And I will come over there and we'll watch the Super Bowl, we'll watch the NBA Finals, or we'll watch a boxing match. And probably won't talk to each other during the whole game or whatever yeah. it is but it, the fact that he's like yeah he said like, yeah my my daughter is like my best friend because she's always there for me she does everything for me but I'm proud of him mm-hmm. and I'm like why can couldn't tell me that yeah like what the fuck mm-hmm. but it it hits home in a different way
0: yeah
3: yeah 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 I think it's the one thing in that I've learned that has helped me with my relationship with my dad yeah is understanding that we are completely different people and the way that we give and receive love and information is very different Mm yeah so me understanding for him part of like receiving love is like yo we got to talk every day that's not how i operate i'm not gonna talk to anyone in the world every day yeah period end of story
4: yeah
3: for him it's like yo but like we supposed to be this like crazy bond and I'm like you a fan but why like that's not how we operate so like once i learned that like he that's how he receives that love and information i receive it differently he feels like for, i know for him like communicating how he cares and is proud of me is different for me is like a whole different path yeah so like for me, understanding, like, yo, you just didn't work out with my mom. I don't mean you're a bad dad. Like, things like that mm-hmm. for me were, like, pivotal in understanding when I got older. So, I say all that just to offer that maybe him telling your best friend or your friend is his way of, like, Relating. desperately wanting you to know that. Yeah. <laughs> like, him purposely saying, yo, let me tell someone that I know that will relate this to him. Because yeah. I can't physically say that because that's not how I operate, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. I think the moment that we learn to see our friends and our family members for how they, they are, can uh, play their role in our lives and communicate information in our lives or to themselves or for ourselves, we'll we'll have a better appreciation for them.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree. That's
3: all. And I'm only offering that because I know like, it may not be the way that you want to receive it, well, that's the way that he could offer it
1: yeah awesome. um, I mean he had he had surgery the other day mm-hmm. and I sent him a text and told him I love him mm. but I'm I'm content in knowing that I might go the rest of our lives the rest of his life without actually saying I love you face to face I just like I just know that's how it's gonna be mm-hmm. just cause that's who he is not because that's how we want it to be it's just like yeah that's just not his comfort zone what's stopping yeah. you from saying that oh i've said it once and he never responded so i was like oh, i'm not saying this again how old are you uh probably like 21 22
3: how old do you know 34 i mean every 13 years sounds like a good average like <laughs> <dirt>. <laughs> <The fuck? laughs>
0: but you know what I agree with that because it's a fair disappointment. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. wow, this combo is, this, this is one I try to stay so far away from. You guys fucking just pulled, you it, into it. pulled me into it. I, I literally was sitting back like, nope, not get into this one. But, um, it's a fair disappointment and my experience is that when I was 11, my disappointment was knowing that. So, for those who don't know, um, I do the father. I was in here for a reason. Like my dad, there was there was a person that helped yeah. birth me, you know. But um, my mother and father were never married, you know. Separate lives, separate everything, and you know that's their business, whatever it is. I respect and love my father for who he is. Granted, I wish I knew more of him, like mm-hmm. as a person who he was. The same way that like my siblings know that person, I don't. You know, I just know him as like my dad, and I know that I resemble him, and I know that you know. My mother always told me that, yo, the one thing about him is that he always made her laugh, you know, and that's what She always took from him that she always resembled him or seen in me that I, you know Just always made him laugh and she can never like resent him for nothing. You know, what I'm saying and he um, My moment was when I was 11 and I turned 11 He lived in Malvern at the time and he was supposed to come and cut a cake with me for my birthday and it's like, oh I'm around the corner. Oh, I'm here, oh I'm this, oh, I'm that. I've never I have never told the story. You know, and um he was just always trying to get there, but he ended up never showing up. Mm-hmm. And I literally remember myself sitting at that table with the white cake with the the cream cake with the blue frosting and everything and he never showed up. But then whatever happened after that, I couldn't tell you. Because the next memory that I have of him is my mother telling me that him and his family moved to Florida. You know what I'm saying? So, like, for me, it was automatic, like, abandonment. Like, I felt abandoned. I felt mm-hmm. like I was the outside child at that moment. Because I remember when I when he was here, I used to go to his house,
4: yeah. hang out
0: with my sisters and my brothers and whatever, you know what I'm saying? Like, I had that moment. And it... That played a, a big role into, like, me. You know, and it's something that I don't talk about it a, a lot because it's something that I still to this day haven't coped with. and I don't mm-hmm. know if I'll ever cope with it because um, and especially me now as a parent and I've seen him and my, my way of forgiveness was that when I went down to Florida with my family, I, I made sure that the my babies knew their, their grandfather. You know what I'm saying? And it all started from my brother hit me up and he said, you know, like, I'm so sorry that I haven't built a relationship with you as you grew up. And I felt it. It made me feel good. This was like, damn, what year was this? This was back when I was with my ex and I was at NYU with her. And I saw the Facebook and he reached out to me. I was like, the fuck, like, mm-hmm. whoa, you know what I'm saying? And like, I felt I. I don't feel as much as an outsider in the family anymore. Like, they're my, you know, I have my brother, my sister. Like, we speak here and there, et cetera. Like I love my my siblings so much. And, you know, I speak to my dad on occasion. You know, we speak around, like, important times. You know, like, birthdays, holidays. We don't speak every day. But, you know, like, I could tell in speaking to him, there's always more that could be said. But I'm not in a place where I need to, or feel like I need to, like, go back to the past and say, hey, like, so, Mm -hmm. why or or what? Or, you know, I don't don't need to do that. Because I get it. And my mother, she made up for a lot of the things that wasn't there. She worked and y'all yeah, brought up parents. My mother today, is still today, yes. She celebrated 30 years at her job. And when my kids were born, she worked seven days a week before they were born to make sure that I was good. You know what I mean? Like she did everything she could to make sure that I didn't have a void. And my dad, you know, I speak to him here and there and he's still funny, he still makes me laugh to this day. He's such, a, he's such a cool guy, and I'm glad that the kids know him for, you know, who he is. And I'm glad I get to still speak to him and stuff. But obviously, I wish there was more, you know. I can't deny that. Like, I wish I had that relationship. But because I don't have it, that's why I pour so much more into Logan. Yeah. And yeah, Layla, too. Layla, she don't care about nobody, so she don't need me. She good. Like, you know, she, she's independent enough, but more for Logan because he's more like me where he's very emotional. He's very, like lay down with me, like like he gets very sad quickly and I don't ever wanna like take that away from him that he can't be himself. He's mm. emotional, he's an emotional kid. Yeah. I don't want him to be like, yo, fucking toughen up, yo, nah, like push him away or shoot him, I, I'll never do that. You know what I'm saying? And it's because of what I didn't have, you know? And it's, you know, I love my my, my father, my dad, Harold, George. If you ever listen to this, I love you. Don't think that this is a shot into my family, my siblings. This is real. You know, this is something I never share with anybody, but this is, you know, my feelings and how I feel about my situation. And, you know, to know that when I'm around everyone, I still feel like I'm one with them. When we see each other and people see pictures of us, we're we're one. They could tell, oh, that shit, oh, you guys look like, yeah. Because we're brothers and sisters. Hmm. We may not know everything about each other as we should, but... Yeah. That's my family, you know?
2: Mm. So, yeah. Mm. Wow. Relationships are, with men are just interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. Especially when it's, like, I, I was able to, to grow up, in essence, with two fathers.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: So the dynamic that I had with my dad is, like, we would speak we would speak to each other, see each other like once every three weeks. Or whenever like I needed something. Like money for books or, you know, some shoes, whatever, like my mom would reach out to him. But every day, like, in that household, it was like my stepfather. Mm-hmm. And we didn't have a good relationship. And then I didn't have the best relationship with my father. Mm-hmm. So it's like Double negative. Yeah. So but as I got older my relationship with my stepfather grew and that helped me kind of cope with the relationship with my own dad, my own yeah. dad. You know what I'm saying? Like I kind of started to understand his situation a lot more. Like not to say that he was like an absent person. Like he was, he was there. It's just for a 12 year old kid. He wasn't the where he wasn't there the way a 12 year old kid needed him to be. Yeah. So, but as I got older, I kind of learned and understood, like, his situation was his situation through no fault of his own, but, like, he didn't grow up with a dad, so it's like, he didn't see that growing up, so how could I expect him to be this super dad and always being there and calling their kid or just being, showing up to the basketball games and, and you know, band recitals, whatever it was, like... Yeah. You know, teaching me how to shave, throw a football, these are I, how could I hold that against him?
4: Yeah.
2: So, um, but then I had someone at home who would whenever he would see me fuck up, he'd be like, Yo, you fucking up. Like, what like what are you doing? Like, he'll teach me he'd see me shaving, he's like, No, it's not how you shave, bro. This is how you shave. Hmm. But I was getting these gems from someone I didn't really didn't want riff. them from. Didn't want I didn't it from want it, it the from time, him at that time. At the time, I didn't. Yeah. So, circling back to me having these convers like that big conversation with him at 2021, 20, like it all came full circle. Like the things that I needed were in front of me the whole time, but I didn't appreciate them. Yeah. And I was able to understand like. Yo, these are just their ways of of reciprocating and showing what they feel about how they feel about you. Like it might not be in a way that I that I'm willing to receive or like I understand how they're giving them, like I might not understand that. But once I grew with my relationship with my stepfather, I started to kind of understand like all right, when my father calls me to talk about the Yankees, he's just checking up on his kid. Yeah. This is how he shows love. Like, yo, when are you going to come down to visit me? Like, yo, let's go grab a drink. Like, let's go have dinner. Like, that's, that's his thing. Yeah. You know, so like, um, it, it, it kind of helps me appreciate that relationship. It, it helped me appreciate that relationship a lot more, hmm. you know? So,
4: mm-hmm.
2: so it's, it's, it's <clears throat> an interesting dynamic.
3: Very interesting.
2: Yeah, man. Damn. So, Damn. it's deep.
3: By the way, travel. I think you have enough for like three episodes. I did. Yeah. Yo, no lie. It's going on two, two
2: and a half. What is this, JVP? (laughs) uh, Joe Budden podcast. This might be, yeah, three episodes. This might be
0: three episodes. And
3: and I say that to say, uh, one, legit, two, you're the master of your thing so you pick the length of whatever you want. Mm -hmm. But, as you go through all this, Feel free to take pieces from whatever you want to fit whatever conversations you want. You're the master.
0: And I kept this recording for a reason, people, because I'm still learning this Mm -hmm. podcast Mm -hmm. thing. You know what I mean? I don't want to bore y'all with two-hour episodes. You got work. You ain't going to listen to this while you're doing your work.
2: Shit, we got work. Shit, nigga, (laughs) I got
0: work. But it's okay. Because we recorded some fucking gems. And this goes to say, friends and family, they're listening, man, we're doing this for a reason. And I said this in the other episode hopefully if it's an episode <laughs> this might be the same thing that i'm saying over and over again but um this is for y'all yeah, the people like th- obviously this is for us this is literally ther- therapy sessions just us talking about stuff we're not licensed professionals we don't have any oh we know we are we're licensed in life that's what i always say like we're licensed in experience and life and we all go through the same things and our biggest thing is that we just got to talk about it man like we literally started this conversation two hours and 40 minutes ago. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's, we have so much shit left to talk about. There's so much things to talk about. So I pose a question to you. And we're gonna say this in our notes and in our Instagrams and our social media, our street team, which is probably just gonna be us for it. But, <laughs> <laughs> like, we wanna know what people wanna talk about. You know, what we wanna hear, what we wanna talk about. If you even wanna be on a show. I don't know if you can come to my crib. I'm not coming to yours. We can find somewhere that I'm... <laughs> that was fucked up. No, we can... um. You know, I definitely have no reason having people on here to talk about stuff they want to talk about because it's good to hear things from other people's perspectives. Not just mine, but... um, Yeah, I just want to talk. See what's up. Talk about shit. Mm-hmm. It's good. It's good fucking conversation. It's healthy. You know, tomorrow we'll all wake up feeling a little bit light and light little bit of life and light, yeah, all of that and one because we got things off our chest that we may not have spoken about in years with people that we don't know and people that we do know, Yeah. and knowing that it all comes, especially Duro. I seen him; he was letting off layers, just That's like I thought the hoodie was gonna come off soon and just <laughs> nah, fucking nah, rip and nah, rip and, nah. rip, and hood, rip.
1: You already know the hoodie. The, the,
4: the, the hood always, always, always on. The hood like, 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 is like, always, always like, on. Like great hoodie, lux. <laughs>
3: Loaded lugs, or loaded like, legs, or like hollowed down for with the hoodie, like that. You just come out solid killer, but it's always a hoodie. Hmm. I
0: think this is the part where I'm gonna shut this shit the fuck down because yeah, 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 we spoke your about next,
3: a lot. RIP
0: to Gary. first of all, it's right a right strategy, <laughs> <laughs> right? RIP to, to everyone's feelings at the moment, right now. But um, thank you for listening and please share your feedback, share your comments, your concerns anything you want to talk about and we'll just talk about it because you guys fucking rock shout out to ratty gary and Darrell for being here through this whole process and just being open and you know bearing your souls with everybody and i think that's super important and i mean gary i know you guys you know i don't know this is this is great fucking first episode well first second third i don't know which episode this is gonna
2: play something just something to build on Mm-hmm. that's the most important thing yeah just another rung on the ladder expect this
0: shit every Wednesday that's the the goal is this shit what, why what is it to get over the hump of the week That what we said? that's what we are gonna do hump day hump day baby hump day yeah if we have fucking pervs out there it's not what you think it is this is to get over that shit that you're dealing with at the beginning of the week so you can start the next half of the week fresh because we all go through shit sometimes we have to have a stop point so if your stop point is landing on this podcast please do and we can reset your mindset. So until next time, I'm really going to say goodbye now. But I really want to say see you later. So I'm going to say see you later. Peace! Yeah.